some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. together again. Go! Good morning! Today is Tuesday, October the 25th, and you're with us on Daybreak Live. This is the Nesbitts and Mac. <laughs> Good morning, Good Saints morning. of God. Let's see who we got. We got Dawn and Tammy and Peggy. Good morning. You know Peggy, don't you? I do. Know hey! Peggy. That Peggy Turner. Peggy Turner. There we go. Laura Barnes. Good morning. Melissa Letner. All right, we're going to sing a song. This is one of Brother Charles's favorite songs. And this is the, the trio and Charles. Uh, because Michael's not feeling good. Sarah's gone. Josh is gone. Last week, she was gone. We're going to sing I'm Beulah, always gone. Beulah Land. Yeah. I'm kind of
Amen. So many of you guys love that song. I saw so many people say it. That's so-and-so's favorite song. That's one of my favorite songs. I'm glad. I didn't know that. Well, good morning. Thank you, Miss Megan. Thank you, my wonderful wife, for playing with us, singing with us. Lisa said she was going to play the cajon since Michael wasn't here. Then I said, sure, and she's like, didn't do it. So. Yeah, that's because she remembered that she can't walk and she's young. At the same time? So I can play the cajon or I can sing. Y'all chose a song. But you can't I do both. Wanted to sing. So. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, wow. D and D. Climber is at the Ark Encounter today. Nice. I've been wanting to go there again. Need to go to the Ark Encounter. That's awesome. All right. Well, praise the Lord. If you're visiting on YouTube, if you're visiting on uh, Facebook, wherever you're watching from, thank you for watching. I appreciate it when you comment, I, and I do read them. It's a little harder to comment on YouTube. I know that. But uh, thank you for the comments that we do receive. And uh, sometimes we even get crazy comments. Last week, we had a bunch of crazy <laughs> stuff come in on Friday. Uh, but then I went to try to find them because they come in on YouTube, and I went to find them on YouTube, and I couldn't find them anywhere. So it was very, very strange. But also, I want to remind you that if you are a podcaster, if you listen to podcasts, like I have podcasts that I listen to on my phone, say I uh, iTunes, you can listen to podcasts. We are also on podcasts, so this is uploaded. And so you go to wherever you listen to podcasts and just type in CWOW, and you should see the little emblem come up. Let me show you the emblem. This is the, the CWOW emblem when you see it up there at the top right. Uh, and when you see that, that is us. And so you could click on that and follow, and then each broadcast will automatically be on your phone and you can listen to it. You don't have to have near as much data to listen to podcasts as you do to watch videos. So, and you, you don't know. have to see our faces. Huh? And you don't have to look at these faces. Well, this is a handsome face this morning right here. Look at here. So Brother Charles is with us. This is his last morning with us. He'll be heading out today. Here in Tennessee. Last? Yeah. Last? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be back. So I thought I would just bring him on and we would talk about something together. But first, he came down here to be with us in Tabernacles. And I just wanted to ask you on here what you thought about tabernacles oh um if you've never uh participated in a tabernacle celebration you really ought to try it it is a week of joy um we had the most amazing group of people there they were all just wonderful christian people we had a, a truly amazing week full of joy and blessing I, that's about the only way i can describe it I, it's it, I don't think I've had a better week ever than the week of Tabernacles that I spent here in Tennessee this last week. It was it was just wonderful. Amen, amen. Even sleeping in a tent. Well, okay, for you. Okay, the cold the cold adjusting from 109 degrees in Arizona to 30 degrees here in Tennessee was somewhat of a shock to my system, but hey, it made it. It, it, made it, it kept me awake in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, praise the Lord. Uh, so we want to jump right in. Revelation chapter 11, what I told Brother Charles I wanted to talk about this morning before we get out of 11 and go into 12, 
There's so many different things we could talk about. But before I left chapter 11, I thought, well, I, what I want to talk about, and uh, so I asked Brother Charles to study some things out so he could share with us today. I want to get him, give him some time to talk. Amen. But is rewards. Rewards are not talked about as much as they should be, I believe, in the church today. And let me just put this out in the beginning. We are saved by grace through faith, that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. It's not something we earn. It is something we are given because of God's mighty grace towards us. He loves us. And when we repent and put our faith in the Lord, when we receive Jesus as our Lord, as our Savior, then God wipes away our sins and he grants us the grace and we're born again, we become children of God by grace. But what people don't realize is that rewards are by works. Rewards are by works. And, there's, and, and the Lord Jesus encourages followers and I'll just start out here. If you'll remember, in Jesus' most famous sermon, he said, "Lay up, not don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And so he entices his believers to lay up treasures in heaven where nobody can take away your treasures. So when we get here to Revelation chapter 11, I want to read verse 18 again. And then we're going to turn back to Luke chapter 19. So Revelation chapter 18 here. It says, The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. The time of the dead that they should be judged. And here's the line. And that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. So one of the first areas I wanted to go to when we talk about rewards is Luke chapter 19. Jesus says he's coming with rewards. And the time has come, not only for the dead to be judged, but for him to reward his prophets, the saints, those who fear God, and destroy those that destroy the earth. Earth. Now, before we read this parable back here in Luke 19, you got anything you want to put in right there? Uh, yes. If you if you stop and think about, if you just just give this a little thought. Number one, everywhere in Scripture that it speaks of reward, and I, I last night and this morning I tried to look up every possible Scripture reference using my an exhaustive concordance to find all the references. Mm -hmm. Everywhere it mentions rewards, it is related to works. Uh, you, if you want to receive, if you want to receive a wage here on Earth, you got to work for it, right? Mm -hmm. if you, if you, any any rewards you get here on on Earth are by your works, whether right. it's good or bad, right? Uh, in heaven, the, the the rewards we lay up in heaven are the same way. The rewards you um, are going to receive in heaven, you lay them up by your works, either good or bad. Your your rewards will be lesser or greater according to your works. That's what God's word. Yeah, you, you made me think of, uh, you remember that scripture that Paul was talking about? He said, he said that uh, be careful how you lay on the foundation because nobody can lay on the foundation other than what's already been laid. Right. 
Okay? Be careful how you build on the foundation because then he says, every man's work shall be tried. He says, and if it is burned, in other words, if your work was no good, you shall suffer loss. But then he says, yet you yourself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So there is, there, there is an ability that I can live my life in a way that all my works are burned. And, but yet I'm saved. You know, I'm saved, so as by fire. Yeah, and, and well, by the same token, the wages of sin is death, it says. Yes, the wages that God pays, and, and God's a lot more generous <laughs> than any employer you've got. Amen. Uh, the wages that God gives you are rewards in heaven, treasures, literally treasures in heaven. Amen, amen. And, and so this is something, though, guys, this is something that's not talked about much. I, I, all anybody talks about is just getting saved. You're either saved, you're not saved. Well, there's a lot more to the Bible than just being saved and not saved. There is a kingdom coming. We pray about it all the time. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. There's a kingdom coming. When he comes, what's he going to do? Remember when we went through all the letters to every church? And he would say, he that keepeth my works unto the end, right? What's he going to get to do? So there's going to be a ruling. Now, I think, I believe that Jesus told a parable that goes right along with this. And I want to read it quickly. I'm going to try to read it quickly, and then I'm going to let Brother... Uh, Charles speak on it. So we're in Luke 19, starting with verse 12. This is Jesus speaking. He said, A certain nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom to return. So he called ten servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, or you could say pounds here if you're reading in the old King James Version. I'm reading in the new King James Version, that's all. And said to them, do business till I come. This is Jesus speaking. Do business till I come. And now the reason he's telling this parable in verse 11, he's telling this parable because some of these people thought that the kingdom was going to immediately appear. And so he tells this parable to explain to them what the kingdom is like. A certain nobleman went to a far country. Okay, do business. Verse 14. But his citizens hated him, sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was, when he returned, having received the kingdom, seventh trumpet, time has come, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man hath gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your mina has earned 10 minas. He said to him, well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in very little, have authority over 10 cities. Well, that's interesting. Verse 18, the second came saying, master, your mina has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, you also have authority or be over five cities. Verse 20, then another came saying, master, Here's your mina, which I have kept, and I put it away in a handkerchief. For I feared you, because you're an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. He said to him, out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man collecting what I did not deposit, reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank? 
that at my coming I might have collected it with interest. He said to those who stood by, Take the mina from him and give it to him who has ten. Why the one who has ten? Because he, he was found faithful. But he said to them, verse 25, But they say to him, excuse me, Master, he had ten minas. Verse 26, For I say to you that everyone who has will be given from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And then verse 27 is the other group. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. Now, Brother Charles, what do you think about this in relation? Do you think this has any relation to what we just read in Revelation? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he, well, he, he says, too, that uh, those who are faithful over little things, uh, then he will entrust them with more. Mm -hmm. but that, that's what this is all about. And the one who, uh, obviously, even the one who just had the one mina, he gave him some talent, but he didn't use the, 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 some funds, whatever, but he didn't use them for anything. Uh, so he took it from him and gave him to the one who was faithful over more. Um, the uh, rewards that God is giving for service to him. Now, the, the, that's a point I think we miss a lot of times. God, is, God says in his word that he will reward those who are faithful to him to the end. Those that are faithful to him are doing what he left us to do. The business he left us to do is making disciples. Amen. Uh, so he says in his word, if you want to build up treasure in heaven, if you want rewards in, in heaven, then be about my business while you're here. Um, like you were saying, a lot, of, a lot of folks think, well, hey, I'm saved, you know. Okay, well, now I'm, I don't really have to worry about anything. I'll, it's, everything's good. Yeah, I've had even people, Brother Charles, I've had people say, well, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into heaven by the skin on my teeth. Uh, but I'm happy, I'm just going to get into heaven. And here's what they're really saying. That what they're really saying is, I just want to live for myself while I'm here. Right. I just want to, you know, so, I want to live for me while I'm here, and I'll be saved, and I'll get to be live for eternity. And I'll tell you, this is my thought. You tell me what you think. When your heart is that way, you might ought to check it whether you're actually saved or not. Uh, I mean, that, I worry. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> you, we should worry about them because <clears throat> now where it, where it doesn't say this fellow that only had one uh, mina, it doesn't say that he's lost. No. It, it no. doesn't say that he's condemned. Uh, he may be the doormat in heaven, or he may be the doormat at heaven. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't. I, I don't know how anyone else views this. But for myself, I would like to earn, or I would like to have uh, that mansion, a part of that mansion that Jesus says is being built there without hands. Yeah, uh, an, an amazing apartment, if you will, <laughs> for me. Yeah. I want to. I want to live in an apartment. I don't want to live in the gatehouse and watch everybody else go in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do do you do you want to be the keeper of the gate, uh, and that, like a security guard out there uh, that just watches everybody else go in and out, and you eat your cold sandwich for lunch while they're having a feast inside with the Lord Jesus Christ who saved their souls? Uh, which do you want in heaven? Do you want rewards in heaven? If you do, it's very simple. Serve Christ. Seek the lost. 
Give the gospel. Speak your faith. Yeah. Be a witness for Christ. Be about his business, business. in this life so that you can enjoy the rewards of his glory in the next. Amen. I'm going over. And another thing, no, yeah, that's great. And, and another thing that this has to do with in my mind is you remember when the apostles, they said, well, Lord, we've left everything. We, we, we followed you. What are we going to get? What are we going to have? And he said, let me tell you, in the regeneration, when the Son of Man is sitting on his throne, you also are going to sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. What? Judging the 12 tribes of Israel. In, so we know what the apostles get. But the church, when the apostle Paul the apostle to the Gentiles goes out and is planting churches. He even tells the church, he says, don't you know that we're going to judge angels? Don't you understand the, the privilege of the church that is one with Christ, that we get to rule with him? And that's the promise, right? The promise. Back here in the letters to the seven churches, he that's faithful, I will give authority. They shall sit on my throne. Now, what does that mean? Well, what we're reading in Revelation is we're reading the sounding of the seventh trumpet and regime change of the world. Yes. He's taking over now. What we're reading is like, okay, the mystery is over. Now the Lord's returning and he will rule the world. Who's going to be ruling with him? Who's he going to? See, he's going to take all these wicked people out of governments everywhere. Amen? Mm -hmm. Who's he going to place in governments? Who's going, who's going to be watching over things in them? in the place called America. I don't know what it'll be. I don't know if it'll still be called America then. Who knows? But who's going to sit on these thrones? Who's going to be over cities? And we understand this. We have magistrates in our our local cities. We have magistrates for our county. We have magistrates for our state. We have magistrates for our country, right? So we understand there's different levels of authority. And it seems to be, to me, this parable where he's explaining the kingdom seems to be explaining that. That is to say, who he, who is gonna, who's he going to put in charge? Who can he find faithful? Who's faithful? Right. Um, I, I'm going to get probably get in trouble now with a lot of folks, but uh, I grew up in a denomination, and, and I, I love the folks in my denomination, but uh, where I was taught that there was no millennial reign. There, you know, there, there was no uh, thousand-year reign. But if you... If you wonder whether there is or not, read Revelation again. And if you still wonder at the end of it, read it again. Uh, anything that um, God repeats six times, he says there's a thousand-year reign, that Christ will reign on the earth for a thousand years. Yeah, amen. Now, everything else about that, is, uh, I, I don't really understand all of that. I don't understand why God is so uh, magnanimous with the world that he even lets it exist after after what man has put it through and the I sin of man. Truth, man. Uh, it's it's surprising to me that he hadn't already sent fire down from heaven and destroyed all this mess. <laughs> but Amen. Uh, he says six times there will be a thousand year reign on the earth, that Jesus Christ will reign on the earth for a thousand years, that his feet will touch Mount Zion again. So now you you can argue with that if you want to. But you're not really arguing with me, you're arguing with what God says. And I think we need to realize Jesus Christ is coming back. He is. He is going to reign mm -hmm. on the earth. Do you want to be part of it? You have a choice to make. 
Amen. I want to be part of it. I am too. He's going to be reigning from Jerusalem. If, and, and if I'm not alive, I'm, I, 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 and before I'm this happens, and before this happens, and right, right before this happens, and we'll get off here, the beast and the false prophet in chapter 19, we'll get there. What he's talking about is chapter 20, and we're going there. <laughs> you know, we're already in chapter 11. Chapter 12 will start tomorrow. But the beast and the false prophet are cast in the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. Satan is bound in a bottomless pit so that he cannot deceive the nations anymore. Now, sometimes, uh, and I was taught that as well, and, and that that now he can't deceive the nations. Yet Peter says in the New Testament that Satan, as a roaring lion, roams around seeking whom he may devour. The New Testament does not picture Satan as bound right. at this moment. Right. But Revelation says he will be. But what will happen first, there will be this growing wickedness till a world government emerges, who we call in the scriptures the beast uh, he's going to have someone beside him called the false prophet that's going to work miracles. The world is going to wander after the beast, and uh, but we're not going to wander after the beast. And then when he puts him down and he puts Satan and he locks him up, there will be a time of peace over this world. The Bible says that the knowledge of God will cover the land, the world, like the waters cover the sea. That's a lot. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for being willing to sit in this morning. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me say a word or two. Amen. 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 All right. Well, God bless you. Thanks for being here. Yep. I remember you and I were sitting in a service one day, and I can't remember. I don't remember the preacher. I don't know that I'd ever heard him before, but he was talking about when we cast our crowns before the Lord, you know, and he was talking about, wanting, you know, that old song about, will there be any jewels in my crown? And uh, he said, I don't know about you, but I want to throw a beautiful crown this morning. <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, I remember sitting there and just weeping over the time that I lost, being selfish, yeah. and just looking out for me and my life. And uh, I'm like, Lord, please let me make up. Let me get some choices. <laughs> it is worth it, friends. The Lord Jesus tells us it's worth it. It is worth it to live our lives for him. It is worth it. Well, thank you for being here this morning. We will jump off here. Well, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So now everybody will see your name in the future on here, but they won't see you again. Yeah, Till you come back. Brother Charles, it was nice to meet you on Daybreak. Amen. All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye.